Hi, this is Trisha Farron from William Ravis, and you're watching Keeping the Real in Real Estate. I'm coming from beautiful East Tennessee, where the market is as hot as the temperature. That seems to be the case all over the place. But back home in Connecticut, we are experiencing manic situations the way we did in COVID times. We're seeing well over asking, buyers offering appraisal gaps, waiving inspections, and they're even getting pretty creative about offering other seller incentives like free rent backs, paying conveyance fees, and other things to make the selling process smoother. It's very, very, very competitive. We have buyers that have seen multiple properties and they just get outbid even though they're asking and offering incredible deals, they're just not getting these offers accepted. We're seeing where open houses are bringing in 50, 60, 70 people to come in in a 24 to 48 hour period, offers 20, 25 offers at a time. As an agent for a buyer, trying to communicate with the listing agent has been incredibly complicated because they're so inundated with questions about what's timing gonna be like, um, what the sellers are looking for. It's come to the point where they stopped answering questions. In fact, you get barely any information that your offer has even been received, which is frightening when there's a deadline. As a seller, I still encourage you to consider the pricing strategy that you would wanna put in, because since these offers are going so high over asking, you can't start at a high price. You need to start under market so that there's room to have these appraisals come in in case there's no appraisal waiver. Um, that part of it is such a tricky thing because in your heart you know that your house is worth more and listing it at what you believe to be a low ball offer seems counterintuitive, but it's not. When people are coming in at 50, 60,000 over asking at all price points, it's important to be able to have that room. Um, Another thing as a seller, I know that a lot of listing agents are considering the amount of deposit that a buyer is putting down as the strength of their offer. But quite frankly, that really doesn't have much bearing. It's an old school way of thinking they have skin in the game, but their skin in the game is in all the concessions that they're giving. So if they're putting 5% down, it doesn't mean that they're less qualified. Their mortgage lender has already approved them with those specs, so they know what they can afford. They're trying to leave enough funds available so that if there's repairs that need to be done since they're waiving inspections or an appraisal gap that they have to pay, that there are enough funds to cover that plus whatever other concessions they've put in. So don't poo-poo an offer that is showing a low deposit because they're thinking this through and they're making sure they're actually a strong buyer. Um, I am faced with this all the time and I don't understand why there's such ill feeling towards a buyer that's not putting 20% down. Um, so that's when you're considering looking at multiple offers, don't necessarily use that. I try to use the whole package. What are they offering? Um, are we going to close? Because in the end, that's the goal. We want to close and we want to close on time. And I look at all the different packages to say which one has least risk. It may not be the highest offer. It's going to be the one that overall makes best sense. And as the listing agent, I take very strong consideration to all components. I even look at the lender. Is it a local lender? Are they working with something that sounds like fly by night? 
um, because that could cause, cause a problem, especially when they're coming from New York, because New York lenders, they're wonderful, but they do things differently, and it sometimes causes some hangups on the Connecticut side of things. So that's something I look for. I also look at the agent. I re go back and I look at their history. How many houses have they sold and what price points and what type of dynamic are they going to bring to the table? If they're poor communicators, we're going to constantly be in a state of wonder about where the transaction sits. That doesn't sit well with me and it makes it difficult with my sellers too because then it, they can't plan what their next steps are. So all in all, what I'm saying is that we're looking at a very, very hot market. Spring market? Nah, sun market, I'm calling it. Um, the experts are saying that this is slow because of the low inventory, and come August into the fall, things are gonna loosen up a little bit and we'll have a much better 2024. I'm struggling to see how that's gonna be because I just don't see the inventory catching up to the demand, especially when they're talking about interest rates coming down slightly by the end of the year not back to where we were at the threes, not even the fours, but low sixes, maybe high fives, that's definitely gonna be enticing to buyers and that's gonna cause even more demand. And if the inventory can't catch up, I really just don't see how this is gonna be a normal market where buyers and sellers can negotiate at a normal pace. I'm seeing the frenzy that we have now, maybe a little bit in a cyclical path pattern, but certainly not something where people are coming to the table and spending several days to negotiate. So if you're thinking of selling your house, let's sit down, talk about what does the value look like right now, what it could potentially look up or down as the months click on, and what you would need to do to get your house ready so that you also can have 60, 70, 80 people coming through in 24 hours, 48 hours, and multiple bids so that you can get on with your life and move into your next situation. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.